Hey guys, welcome back to Quarantine Talk. This is the third episode of my series of Resurgence. For those who were probably expecting the third episode a couple days ago, uh, unfortunately, this is the third and final episode. We are not going to be doing four uh, like I had originally planned. Um, some things fell through with Kayla Peterson uh, coming on, and so it, it, it sucks, but uh, that it is, it is what it is, and so we're just going to keep moving on. So today I have my other friend, Caleb on, who is an old co-worker from work, and we're going to be talking about essential workers, face masks, our, our governor, and everything in between. So just to recap the last two episodes, uh, first of all, I want to thank people for the positive feedback and the encouragement from the the first episode with with Jackson that was that was really awesome to hear that people really enjoyed it and that they found it encouraging to their lives and they found it applicable to their personal situations so that was really cool to hear and Jackson will definitely be coming on again sometime in the future because it was such a hit uh, the one with Jacob was released on Wednesday and so I encourage people to to hop on there and, and listen to that one um, there was a, a little bit of a um, a takedown and then a repost. So uh, for those who may have been looking for it and they couldn't find it, it should be back up now. Uh, it's just now have a, a bold edit on the end of the, the title there. And you didn't miss out on anything or, or nothing like that. Uh, just just a few tweaks here and there. Um, so yeah, those are the those are the first two, and then like I said, we were supposed to do one with with Kayla Peterson on the economy, um, but we have to skip that one, and so and here we are today. So today we're going to be talking about face masks. Uh, there's probably a lot of people out there who that are either. Um, well, there's a lot of people out there that are not working, but for those who are working, you're probably being forced to wear a face mask at work, and you're probably finding it very frustrating, or you are actually really um, happy that your company is uh, making you wear these face masks because you find them so beneficial to society. Um, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about the the benefits and the the myths about these face masks today. Um, and then another thing we're going to be talking about is the difference between an essential and a non-essential worker and whether or not uh, there is such thing as an essential worker and a non-essential worker and the, the controversy behind that. So without further ado, um, here is Caleb with me. Uh, Caleb, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. How you, how you, how you been holding up during <clears throat> this pandemic? Uh, you know, I've been holding up pretty good. Uh, you know, life's hasn't changed a whole lot for me i kind of just do the same thing day to day yeah yeah and you are obviously still working since we both work for the same company yeah. and we're both leaders in our in our company so we're kind of forced to work <laughs> a little bit yeah um you know i was i was definitely talking to th thinking about that right at the beginning you know with when they were like essential and essential and you know looking at other countries if we were you know maybe if we follow the same suit that like i don't know italy did or something like that where they, they did a hard shutdown mm -hmm. that you know being being in a leadership position that ultimately i feel like we would have been one some of the last co-workers left if sure. we were to be you know <clears throat> can't do this can't do that but you still need to be here for this so yeah no definitely as, as a leader we definitely have to be the ones on on probably those front lines especially when the co-workers under us don't feel comfortable being there and so um they're essential and we're probably a little bit more essential since we're the ones that kind of run, run some of what happens behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
at the beginning of the pandemic, um, what was your like initial reaction? I mean, with the with the essential and non-essential workers, like what was your reaction to that? And then just what was your reaction to the pandemic just overall, just like your overall attitude towards it? I, th- I think it was pretty interesting. You know, I, I look back at when, you know, like H1N1 or like the Ebola and like the Zika threats came out. Like, I think H1N1 was definitely a bigger one in this country. Mm-hmm. Being it was a bit closer. Um, and just kind of comparing how some of the reactions from that into this were, it, it's, it's very different almost, I feel like. I mean, there was a lot of precaution taken. I mean, I was only in like third or fourth grade when yeah. H1N1 happened, but <clears throat> vague memory, I feel like it wasn't taken as drastically as um, the coronavirus has. But mm-hmm. um, Yeah, um, when the H1N1, I remember when H1N1 came out because I was in fourth grade and like my initial reaction to all this, uh, there's actually some people who probably thought that I was over exaggerating with with everything, and I actually did go on a leave because I have pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, it I like wanted to and I didn't want to because of all these just questions and just the the speculations of what this virus was is out there. But the reason why I, like I was so nervous about all this and the reason why I did over exaggerate probably um, is because my dad actually got H1N1 um, when that outbreak came, and that has like to this day, like we still see the effects of that disease on him because when he had that, then he also had pneumonia. Um, he found out during that time that he's had asthma for like, I don't know, either his whole life or a good portion of his life. And that's why he's no longer here in Minnesota. He's in Texas is because of that whole disease and everything. And like now he can't be in cold temperatures and it's hard for him to exercise um, because of that. And so it is kind of, um, it was it was scary just like you know finding out that a you're an essential worker and you need to be at work and b you don't want to be at work because you've mm-hmm. seen what diseases have done to people in the past <clears throat> and like you don't want that to happen to you and you don't want it to happen to to other people and so you want to keep yourself you know safe therefore keeping other people safe um you know, I, I definitely think that's a good, like, that was definitely, on your part, a good reaction, being how many questions there were with the virus when it first came out, like, what what are all of its symptoms, you know, and now more symptoms have come out with it as well, you know, mm-hmm. a couple additional, so. Yeah, yeah, and at this point, though, it's almost like, okay, is that a symptom of COVID? Because, like, I've had that for months, <laughs> Yeah. so maybe, maybe I just gave everyone at work, you know, COVID-19, and we're all asymptomatic. <laughs> Who knows? There's still, I think, a lot of questions um, circling around just, like, what's real and what's not real. Um, so n- what is your reaction, like, now to COVID-19? Um, <clears throat> I definitely think, it, like, at the beginning, I was definitely, like, a little more cautious and like definitely a lot of questions and i think now it's almost like okay like we now know what this is Mm -hmm. i feel like we've had enough time to prepare for it sure um we've done our part and i think now it's like okay it's here Mm -hmm. we just have to deal with it it's gotta deal with it are you over it yet i think so i I, I mean it is what it is yeah at this point it's just going to be a virus that's here that's that's where i'm at it's to me I, we were out disc golfing uh, a few days ago and they brought up COVID-19 and um, I literally for a second forgot what COVID-19 was because it was like, not not like the disease or like, what's that? But it was almost like, oh yeah, that's right. We're still living in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like I completely forgot that we were living in a pandemic because like our lives for the most part really haven't changed a whole lot. We still wake up, we still go to work, we still come home and 
uh, I don't know about you, but a lot of my friends are also essential workers. So we don't care if we hang out with each other because Mm -hmm. it's like, if I'm going to catch COVID-19, it's not with you guys. It's uh, cash handling, (laughs) like 200 people at at work. And so life really doesn't feel like uh, it's it's changed a whole lot. Um, Do you have anything to, to add to your reaction or... Um, how about, eh. how about uh, with like Minnesota's approach to it? Uh, how have you, um, like, what is your, what is your opinion on the governor's approach to, I think, you know, right away, I think it was definitely the the right move. Um, mm-hmm. it was basically kind of what everybody else was doing. Sure. Um, I definitely feel like, I mean, if everybody else is going to do it, I might as well do it. You know, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Um, I definitely feel yeah, we went a little above and beyond that, but I think now it's it's being a little drawn like drawn out yeah. a little too long. Um, and you you heard that the state fair was mm-hmm. was canceled, which probably means that our local fairs are canceled. And um, uh, we have a for those who aren't from St. Cloud listening, we we have a summertime by George. We have a a lake called Lake George, right dead center in the middle of St. Cloud. And every summer on every Wednesday night throughout the summer, uh, like. I kid you not, like the whole city of St. Cloud gets together and there's live music, there's really good food and there's stuff for kids and there's a, there's a beer garden and like, it's, it's a very beautiful lake. Um, but that was canceled this year as well. And now beaches are being canceled, um, for the, for the summer and, uh, like water parks and all that stuff is all done. And it's, it's going to be a bad summer. (laughs) The summer is really going to really gonna suck um and so yeah i definitely agree that like you know a i think it's way too early for us to like especially with the state fair like the state fair isn't until august like there's still another three almost three and a half months until that like uh, like i get the whole planning like takes a lot longer than that and so like you know do we do do we not plan um and so i i guess i get it there but i mean they really, I don't think they know three months out whether or not this thing exists or is, is going to exist or not still. Um, <clears throat> I think on that note, I think, you know, it's definitely one of those that they've said, you know, like during the summer, it's going to go away. I yeah. mean, most of these viruses don't do do, do too well in in the warm environment and mm-hmm. human environments. Um, at this point, they're almost encouraging people to go outside for that reason. Mm-hmm. You get the warmth from the sun, try to try to kill the virus a little more quickly. If it is on anything, if it's on your surface or your hands or whatever, um, but <clears throat> I mean, it's it's one of those. It's gonna come back around every every season, just like the flu. Yeah. So that that's an interesting point that you bring up. Um, coronavirus versus the flu. Do you think that it pretty much is like a flu, or do you think that this like is something that like obviously yes, we should have taken the the measures that we took at the beginning because we weren't sure. Um, but now the people that were saying that the flu is worse. Are turning out to be right that the flu, the the death toll for the flu is is, is way worse than COVID nineteen, and so, um, like, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Like the people saying that, oh, this is just another flu, as a, a opposed to like, no, this is something that we should treat differently than the flu. Um, <clears throat> I think they're right to a degree. It's a respiratory virus that has some of the same symptoms. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I, from what I've I've heard, the symptoms. Or a little more intense than the, sure. the average flu. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of that is also because it's just hitting people so hard because their immune systems aren't ready for something like that yet. It's mm-hmm. brand new. 
Um, we didn't know how to fight it, so I think those symptoms are a little more amplified due to that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I think, you know, death, death toll percentage-wise, I believe, is, pr- is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, to a degree, I think it, it was a it was valid argument right away. Yeah. Um, it, the spread of it versus other new viruses that come out, um, according to charts, mm-hmm. was a lot more rapid. So, I understand some of the fear sure. from that, too. Mm-hmm. But um, Yeah. <clears throat> So if you could if you could stand in front of Tim Waltz right now and, and 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 tell him how you feel, like what would you what would you say to him? Um, I've I've thought about this a good part, and I think the big thing for me is why why are small businesses getting the short end of the deal? Yeah. Um, as as an elected official, I think that's your job to take care of your people, and I don't I don't understand why um, some of these small businesses are just being drawn out. Sure. Um, <clears throat> there was there was a, an example of. Uh, a toy store in Rochester, Minnesota that opened. Mm-hmm. Um, they opened one Monday. They had a bunch of sanitary um, policies in place. They were making sure everything was clean. They even had a sanitizing fog when you walked in the door. Like, this is going way above wow. and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, <clears throat> their argument was, if someone can walk into Walmart still mm-hmm. and buy a toy and walk out, yeah, why can't they do that at their store? Sure. It doesn't make sense to me. And then you had businesses like... We'll take us like a Slumberland for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been told uh, they can only sell mattresses, but they can't mm-hmm. sell anything else right now. Hmm. So then, why somewhere like Walmart, where like toys aren't necessarily essential, why why can't why are they still allowed to sell them, but yet a small business that's their entire business? Yeah. Why are they not allowed to open and sell? Mm-hmm. Also, on that fact, <clears throat> like small businesses, if you were to open them, some of the the more specialized, like do one thing, like mm-hmm. a toy store you think would almost help because it spreads out people sure versus them all go into one place yeah no i haven't thought about that and then i think if everybody was spread out it'd be a little bit easier to then keep up on sanitary policies and be yeah. able to have more time uh-huh. and more of an effort to do the sanitation necessary yeah that, that's you bring up a good point there because i was just in target the other day and it was it was the busiest day that I've seen in a while at Target, and I think a, a the warm weather and b people are getting tired of this. Um, Minnesota, I know at the beginning of the pandemic was like given a, a letter grade A for social distancing, and now we have a letter grade D. Um, I don't know the source of that, but I just that I saw that somewhere on Facebook. Um, so people don't care anymore, and. Like that's a that's a good point because if there was other stores opened up, like I didn't see what people had in their in their baskets or in their carts, but more than likely what they had in their baskets you could find at other small business places that they probably shop when they're open, but because they're not, like they're forced to go to these these big corporations and buy what you would normally buy at your just you know your your local family owned business like right down the street. But instead, you got to go to these big corporations. That's that's interesting. No one has ever actually brought that up to me um, before, and I've never even thought of it myself. Just the dispersion of people. Mm-hmm. More businesses that are open, the the less that you're gonna have, you know. For instance, you know, like Black Friday, like mm-hmm. th- how concentrated it is in those businesses that like have sales. And imagine if on Black Friday, the only two stores that had sales was Walmart and Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Like the whole world would be at those two stores. Exactly. And on Black Friday, would be because all of these businesses have all these sales, like it is busy, but it's not as busy as if just those stores were. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, yeah. 
anyways, you, you get the point I was trying to make. Um, I like, had like a little like brain fart was just like there and I'm like, wait, and it fell off the cliff <laughs> and I'm not going to run after it. Um, so that, yeah, that's good. I think if I were to say anything to Tim Walt, <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, something my, one of my coworkers told, uh, a guest when they walked in a quick trip, um, the guest was, I can't remember what they were talking about. And this coworker that I have, he's like paranoid about everything. And he's also, I, w- I would like to say that he's somewhat of like a conspiracy theorist. Mm-hmm. And he's just, I don't know, he's just a little weird and whatnot. But they were talking about um, just like, I think it was when Tim Waltz said that this was going to be extended till um, like what, May 18th or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then we found out that uh, only... Um, like retails can be opened up, but not um, like small businesses and that kind of stuff, or restaurants and everything. And the co or the the guest was saying something along the lines of, you know, why would Tim Waltz do this? And my, my coworker was helping another guest, and he overheard the conversation, and he looked up and he looked at the guest and he said, "Because Tim Waltz is a coward." <laughs> <laughs> oh my! And it was like, geez, buddy, like. Let's take a step back, <laughs> finish bagging their groceries, <laughs> and stop eavesdropping on other guests, and don't bring your political uh, uh, opinions in unless you're being asked. And uh, so that's the first thing that comes to mind when I ask myself, what's the first thing you want to say, Tim Wells? Although that's not what I would want to tell him. I think what I would want to tell him it would be something along the lines of, um, there are, like, are you, I, it would be a question. Are you listening to the people? Like, have you seen the petition signed? I signed a petition um, that I saw shared by a friend on Facebook on like change.org or something like Mm -hmm. that. And I know that thousands of other people have signed petitions and I've seen videos of people standing in front of the restaurants just recently when, um, I can't remember what business it was. It was in uh, Foley, Minnesota or something like that. Um, They tried to open up the restaurant. They got shut down by Tim Waltz's attorney. and like he was crying as he was telling the people that were about to come in that like they they couldn't let him in. And like, I would like to know if Tim Waltz saw that video, of of the of the owner like in tears because they cannot open and they've get, and his staff is behind him and they don't know when their next paycheck is coming in, and if it will ever come in or if they mm-hmm. got if they're thinking about like okay should I start looking for another job <laughs> like is this business even going to be open still like will they be able to open when the economy opens back up and I think that's something that I would ask him because it's uh it the the COVID-19 is affecting lives more economically than it is like health wise and and more and more studies are, are coming out um this is a, a general uh statement that I'm making here but more and more studies are coming out that people's health is deteriorating from isolation and from quarantine and from financial insecurity than COVID-19 itself. Um, and that's scary. <laughs> um, I definitely think like the economic um, implications of this whole thing is almost a bigger threat than the virus as a whole. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, definitely. The economic crisis that <clears throat> could come down from this if you know we don't do something mm-hmm. is going to be astronomical. Yeah. Um, I mean, people are even talking about the threat of a recession at this point. Mm-hmm. It's it's definitely a big thing. Um, yeah, it's. It, it, I'd be curious to. Well, I'm, we're gonna see what the economy is gonna look like. It's it's not something that you can really like imagine as, as if it's never gonna happen because we you know we are gonna see what the economy is gonna look like, and I think that's the scariest part. Is like, 
for me, what what's scary to me is I've lived my life with so much comfort. I mean, I've only been alive for 20 years and you're 21. And so like, we haven't experienced so much. And even in 2008, like we were eight years old. So like, we didn't know what yeah. was going on or it, I mean, I knew my family was affected by it and we had to, we had to um, file for bankruptcy and everything. So I do know that um, like, we were affected by it, but like myself personally, like I wasn't making money. I wasn't paying taxes. I didn't own anything when I was eight years old. You're just a kid playing with your toys. That's exactly. I'm just, just playing with my toys. Going to second grade or whatever. Exactly. So. Just having the time of my life. Like the, the, the scariest thing to me at that time was losing my friends at elementary school and finding new friends at the new one because we had to move uh, into a, a, an apartment because we lost our home. But now like, I don't. I don't have toys now. I have uh, like a roof that I could lose, uh, like a car that I could lose, um, a paycheck that I could lose, and it, it, everything just spirals downhill from there. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, um, even even though I'm working in a place that I was just telling uh, another guest yesterday, she's like, oh really? You guys are open twenty four seven and like three sixty five, right? And I was like, yeah. I said, you know, I'm pretty sure that there could be bombs going off outside, and I'd still be selling you cigarettes, <laughs> like. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, speaking of our job, I definitely feel like me and you are very fortunate to work for the company we work for. It. Yeah. I feel like um, in the long run, we're it's definitely a company that's set up for success and to be able to survive something like this. So mm-hmm. For us, it's very fortunate. But like, there's a lot of people that are in that situation where like 30 days and they're done. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was just just met a guy yesterday. He was he's a gym owner, and he said they uh, he was at a a, <clears throat> a big meeting somewhere in the cities. I think. Um, and it was like 300 people hmm. and it was, they said it was just in some small, small mm-hmm. thing, like social distancing out the window. Sure. Um, and it was basically like, how do we get you guys open? Because a lot of those businesses, like I said, they're 30 days and they're done. Like yeah. those businesses are gone. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there is, there is behind the scenes talk on some of that stuff, but it's like, it doesn't need to be behind the scenes right now. It needs to be like now because yeah. yeah. this is people's like entire lives. Mm-hmm. Um, cause some of these businesses, I mean, people took five, 10, 15 years to even get off the ground. Mm-hmm. And you're going to tell me in three months because of something that's just going to out the window because I didn't get any help. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, while we're, while we're on that topic. Um, so I looked it up and on Merriam Webster, the, the definition of essential, which I lost it because my computer like crashed right before this, um, was recorded. So I'm going to it now, but according to Merriam Webster, the definition of essential, um, is, the first definition is of relating to or constituting essence. Cool. Thank you, Miriam Webster, for <laughs> really defining what essential means, <laughs> if it, especially for someone who doesn't know what essence means. Um, and then it, the second definition that they, that they gave, and we'll talk about this one, is of the utmost importance. And synonyms are basic, indispensable, indispensable uh, and necessary. So your thoughts on essential, non-essential, labeled by the government. Um, what what has been labeled, a, if there are, what has been labeled as essential that is not essential, uh, according to this definition here? And what has been labeled non-essential that should be labeled essential in, in your eyes? Uh, <clears throat> so in my eyes, I know initially I looked this up, uh, from Minnesota at least, mm-hmm. 78% of workers were considered essential right off their bat right right when we first shut down sure so you still have about 80 percent of your population mm-hmm. give or take still yeah. out in the world sure mm-hmm. um, you got truck drivers you've got cashiers yep. you got like warehouse workers but 
to answer your question on you know what was essential and what non-essential that I think should be flopped was you know if so I understand you know I don't think for me personally like alcohol like liquor stores and mm-hmm. tobacco stores and I understand kind of why those weren't touched due yeah. to past implications as do I yeah um you know prohibition and whatnot mm-hmm. but I, I definitely don't think they were essential um for me personally I think mm-hmm. on the non-essential side that should have been essential places of worship sure so yeah. with that topic huge props to our president at the moment mm, for yeah. what he's done this past week with mm-hmm. that um <clears throat> But that's kind of where I'm at with those things. But I think yeah. everything else, besides some of the small businesses that probably could have stayed open. Sure. But Yeah, and, and I think that you also kind of answered this earlier on with the with the toy store thing of like, because um, the point that I'm trying to get at is like there's no such thing as essential, non-essential. Mm-hmm. Like every worker is essential. Yeah. Um, and so if you're going to like label one person as non-essential, you got to label pretty much everybody as non-essential unless that person if 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 the, that person like job position is lost like everything is just going to crumble you know mm-hmm. um so th- what i'm trying to get at is like the people that run i think groceries i think are essential like yeah. i think that those people are and i'm not saying that because i'm like in that world i'm saying that because like even if i was outside that world i would still have that mentality because that is a necessity is groceries like people need food um and so you do need people to like operate that stuff you need mm-hmm. your farmers you need your your truckers your warehouse workers um all those people everything down the line yeah everything down the line from there from the moment that it is like that is uprooted from the ground all the way into that customer's cupboard um like everything in there is essential but like you said like alcohol and tobacco like you know like hey if you've ever wanted to quit tobacco now's your time <laughs> like <laughs> quit yeah because like it, it's it's not um it, it either is or it isn't either all is or it all isn't um i don't i don't think it's necessarily fair to to do that um to people who are like oh so my job is worthless then to the government yeah. um, because I'm clearly not of need. And like for me, it's like I have been like because of my, because of the stress, like I've had tons of knots in just like my back and my my neck and stuff. And like I can't just go to and like schedule an appointment with a chiropractor. Um, and yet, if I wanted to plant something in my backyard, I can go to Home Depot and pick up a plant. Yeah. And it's like, okay, which which one of those things is more essential, you know? So, like, healthcare, you know, you mentioned, like, I feel like that was, I mean, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, law enforcement, and then, uh, I just lost it now. Uh, Forgot. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> law enforcement, healthcare workers, and yeah. retail or well yeah i mean definitely definitely retail and stuff like that because i mean we're at the point in our lives where people don't grow their own food yeah and, or i mean if not enough to then support themselves at this point yeah um we live in a different economy now than because you really you, you should compare this a little bit to like you know i don't know the great depression and, and like that kind of stuff but you know, people back then, I think, had maybe a little bit more um, knowledge on how to survive off the land um, than people today do. Uh, I think a lot of it, like, kind of falls down to common sense. Like, I don't, I'm pretty sure, like, okay, back then in the Great Depression, um, I know this because my great-grandma um, obviously was alive during then, and I saw, like, the aftermath of that, even, like, she's dead now, but, like, 
she died I think in 2018 or something like that and so I saw the aftermath of that even in like 2012 through then is like she still hoarded things like cool whip containers and stuff because you like in the great depression like you needed that like you needed everything um because it, it would serve some sort of purpose and i'm pretty sure that now um people people think that they're living in just like the worst time in american history and they're like ah you know like what's going on and it's like okay well do you like if you were to you know hoard all this stuff like do you know like other uses of that other yeah. than like what it's intended for like could you really survive off the land and like and if you and if you say like no like I have no other use for this then you probably aren't living in a you know in 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 the Great Depression because you're not like that co-op container is trash to you like mm-hmm. and if and if you and if the first thought of your mind is like this is trash I need to go to the store and buy more um of something else or like i need some i need to go and buy something to store this that i bought this grocery item that i bought or i need to go to the store and buy this plant to put into this garden because i like the way it makes my yard look like if you're doing that then it's like okay you know i'm not i'm not too sure then you really get the the difference between like a necessity and like a commodity (laughs) (laughs) like toilet paper for a huge example Mm -hmm. um i mean it's still like not full on shelves right yeah. now, which yeah. is insane. Um, but I mean, <clears throat> people talked about you could take a towel. I mean, not the most sanitary thing. No. But it can be done. It can be washed and mm-hmm. be reused. You can take an old T-shirt, cut it up, use that, wash mm-hmm. it, reuse it. I mean, there's things that people don't look at that you could replace your everyday like disposable items. Yeah. With. Um, and then to add on to the, the Great Depression, you know, like people thinking it's the worst time, like, I think people start to think that because we've had a good good portion of years now, like about 20, 30 now, mm-hmm. where we haven't had a huge, like, oh my gosh, world affecting thing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think the last biggest thing that I can really think of, I mean, for us, you know, maybe it was 9-11, but then before that, I yeah. mean, the, the Gulf War and stuff, and then the Cold War was probably... The, yeah. Probably the biggest thing before that uh-huh. in Vietnam and stuff. So World War Two and every generation has had something. In, but I mean, in comparison, this is this is almost nothing. Yeah. So, but to us, it is. It, like initially, I was like, "This is like." I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I was on the phone with my parents, and I said, "Like, this is my generation's like nine eleven, like because we we've never experienced anything like this." But that's be, that's when like the models were at two point two million deaths. And like mm-hmm. when when I was watching the news and they'd say like you are going to lose a family member and like <laughs> just a bunch of fear like yeah just, yeah and I I gave into that right away and then I started to realize like uh something's off <laughs> I'm not seeing people die left and right and like for the most part people seem okay I mean is is it devastating that lives have been lost like yes obviously I'm not mm-hmm. trying to refute that or anything but it is um. It's it's not as bad as other diseases that have happened in our world, and I don't think that we should be throwing such a, especially with the like the advancements that like our world has made, mm-hmm. like this really shouldn't have been treated the way that it was, and with you know non-essential and essential workers and stuff, none of that should have happened. I think everyone should have been able to work, um, regardless of the business that they run or own. Um, places of worship like that. That shouldn't even been a question <laughs> of whether or not they should be open or not, um, because they should always be open. And I'm not just talking about Christianity. I mean, this is America. Every place of worship should be open, even if I disagree with other um, religions. It doesn't matter whether I agree or disagree with you. That stuff should be open. Um, constitutionally, should be open. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was trying to get to a point here. This is the second time, man. That I've just had like a, um, a, a thought just wisp away, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to get to it. But um, oh yeah, I, I remember. I remember now. Yeah, this is this isn't um, big. Like it, it's it's going to be big in the fact of of people made it big, and I think mm-hmm. that the the smart people, and I'm, I sure hope I'm one of those smart people. We're going to look back on this and be like, wow. Remember that time in 2020? Yeah. That was stupid, wasn't it? <laughs> like, that um, was dumb. <laughs> what we what we did, um, because I I don't think that this is like the end for our generation. Like, I think that we might experience something later down the road, or we're gonna be like, okay, this sucks. <laughs> like, we oh, it, that- there's gonna be something that's huge. And I mean, like, even at the beginning, like people were almost th- saying that like. This is the second coming of the plague. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, this is nowhere near that. But I mean, that's almost where it got to. And I yeah. feel like some some people almost lose their wits in uh-huh. in situations like this. And I think now people are coming back down to earth a little bit, uh-huh. and they're kind of in the same boat as us. We're like, okay, like why? Yeah. Well, and and people are you know, you you get these people every other year where they're like, Jesus is coming back because of this pandemic. Like, I know that Jesus is coming back, and it's like, okay, well, let me. Let me grab my Bible and uh, let me see where in Revelation it says that he'll come back once the toilet paper runs out. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Nope. It's not in there. <laughs> I looked. <laughs> it's not in there. I'm not sure Jesus is coming back. Um, uh, he he is, but I, I'm not. I don't think that this is the defining moment that like Jesus is like, all right, we're going in there. <laughs> they finally ran out of this, or like. Yeah, this is like they've had enough pandemics. I'm going in there and like from a from a biblical standpoint, we're going off on a bunny trail, but we brought up the places of worship and everything and the people just making a big deal about this. From a biblical standpoint, the world has always been ending. It like that is what happens when things are created, they they end, especially when it's affected by sin. So the earth has in a way always been dying ever since sin entered the world. Um and so this pandemic is just um, it's just another bump in the road. Like it's just a it's just another thing. Like you cannot say that this is the end of the world. Like oh my gosh, everything that's happening right now it's it's over with. You know when like the death toll of COVID nineteen is nowhere near the death toll of like other other diseases that have happened in the world, um, and then other wars. You know like the Great War, World War One. I, I guarantee you they thought that it was the end of the world <laughs> when they had that Great War. Um, because there was nothing like that ever before World War One, and then World War Two, they probably thought again, this is the end of the world, and then the Cold War, like Russia's gonna nuke everybody, this is the end of the world, like mm-hmm. everyone's been thinking that. 2012, I mean, a movie was made about it, about the end of the world, and didn't happen. So, I mean, you had Y2K in the 2000s, you had what was it, the apocalypse that was supposed to come in like. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what year it was, but then yeah, then the Mayan calendar in 2012, like. Mm-hmm. Every couple of years, there's a, oh, this is the end of the world. And I think it's just, people need to let go of that. I think people, I mean, from a biblical standpoint, I definitely think, you know, you need to be mindful of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I feel like you just you just need to keep living your life. Yeah. I mean, the world is going to end. And that is probably going to be a fact. But, like, do we really need to spend so much time worrying about when? Yeah, yeah, and I definitely think this is this is nowhere near like an end of the world situation at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like you said, it's another bump in the road, and I think it's something people are going to get over, and mm-hmm. we'll just move on. Yeah. Um, the last thing that we're going to talk about is uh, face masks, just briefly. Um, so 
as I said at the beginning of the podcast, um, I am required to wear one. You are required to wear one. Um, so, and there's been there's been like this long history since the beginning of the pandemic of whether or not face masks work or not. Um, and I I, re- I looked into it before you came over and we started recording. Um, so, the the myth is that face masks protect both the person wearing it and the person on the other side of the face mask. Um, the truth is the face mask only protects the person on the other side of the face mask. Mm-hmm. It does not affect the person uh, on the inside, especially if you're wearing cloth. If you're wearing N95 face masks or surgical masks, um, then you are protected because it has that filtration system in it. But for the the just the... Um, um, the the everyday cloth ones that grandma's knitting in her in her in her basement with her fifteen cats, um, like those ones aren't gonna help help you. Um, they sure aren't gonna help me because I'm allergic to cats. So <laughs> the moment I put grandma's face mask on, I'm like, <laughs> can't can't breathe. Anyways, um, so that's that's a huge misconception um, that that people believe. And I've been seeing all of this, uh, like all these Facebook posts of like, if you really love the world, then you would wear your face mask without question. And like this, we, we wear these because we love because, and it's like, okay, of course I love people, but let's have common sense here. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, I mean, even then, like before this happened, right? The guidelines on face masks, um, this is a whole, it's 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then because of this virus, they scrapped that. I yeah. was like, what, does this just become false now? Or yeah. what are we, because... I mean, through cloth mask, if you're if you're breathing through it, it's becoming now it's becoming moistened from mm-hmm. your your breath and everything. Um, and from what I know, before the thirty minutes was okay. Now it's it's moist enough where now it doesn't matter. Things mm-hmm. are traveling through it anyway. Yeah. Um, I heard uh, that with the cloth ones um, or with any mask. I I don't know the study because I heard it from a coworker. But if you are able to blow out a candle through your face mask, it's ineffective. Like that's that's what I heard, and I haven't tried it with the ones that we mm-hmm. were offered, um, but I'm assuming I could probably if I blew hard enough. <laughs> well, I know for a fact that I can definitely suck air through it, so it's probably definitely going the other way. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, I mean, yeah, because there's no filtration things on them, so how else mm-hmm. are we gonna breathe? Like they got to make it less quality, um, and they've got to be thin, and so they just don't make sense to me um, because, like, it's not it, to me, it's not really protecting anybody, the especially in. I think it, I think it protects people if you are sick and you're going to go out in public to get groceries or something like that, and you're taking all the you know the, the your precautious measures. You washed your hands before you went to the store. Um, you're wearing gloves. You're wearing that face mask. You're not touching your face or anything, and you're only touching the product that you want. And then you you grab what you want and you go. Um, even if you're sick, I don't think anybody else can catch it because you took those precautions mm-hmm. and you and you wore that you wore that mask. Um, at least, like, the, I don't think it's 100% effective, but it's definitely more effective than if you weren't to wear the mask. And studies have, like, shown that. Someone like oh, me, yeah. someone like me um, I'm wearing the mask at work, and I am not, like, I'm not wearing gloves or anything. Um, that's my choice. I'm not mandated to wear gloves. But I'm wearing the mask. I'm not sick, and so it, it's not helping It's not helping me because of, because there's other people who... Are handing me money and if they're sick like that mask isn't gonna do anything to me I take that money and I've touched everything else mm-hmm. unless every unless in between literally every cash handling I have to clean things and like it's just not possible I mean Target does it and we can already see that it just slows everything down I mean they got lines going back to their like toothpaste aisle um, and for 
for quick trip, I mean, it's in the name, quick trip. Like mm-hmm. we got to get people in and out, in and out, and we can't have those. We don't even have, we don't have enough staff to have long lines to be able to wash between every customer and stuff. And so they're just pointless to me. Uh, what do you, what do you think? Um, for the masks, you know, I, I understand um, the visual standpoint of like, okay, yeah. it makes people feel a little more comfortable. So mm-hmm. there's that part of it. Um, the other thing for me is there's coming out with studies now that they're almost like there's more cons now uh, mm-hmm. CO2 posing, poisoning being yeah. a big one um, people's reduced intake of oxygen um, almost the same thing but yeah the other thing that you mentioned the gloves for me uh, my standpoint on the gloves um, especially if I'm going through like a drive through to get food or whatever sure. I see people with gloves or I go somewhere and they have gloves um, are you changing your gloves in between every transaction yeah because I guarantee you're not no and at that point what are you doing besides protecting yourself with the gloves yeah I mean, you took that guy's money, right? And you put it in, and you probably gave everything back to him. And mm-hmm. then you took my card, and I, I feel like you definitely didn't change gloves because yeah. I don't feel like that's cost-effective for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand, like I said, the visual standpoint, trying to make people feel a little more comfortable about things. But if you really step back and think about it, like, is, 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 it, is, is it this effective? Is it really doing anything? Yeah. And um, you, you mentioned, like, protecting yourself. And that's actually one thing that I thought about is... I would actually be completely fine with people wearing gloves just to protect themselves. Um, and if they were to come out and say, like, we're not here to protect you, we're here to protect ourselves. You know, so if you, um, like, when I go through the drive-thru, do I like seeing somebody wear gloves? Yeah, I, like, I do. When they're handing me my food, it, it is nice to know that, like, something is being done about them. Mm-hmm. Like, at least they're, like, making the attempt to make sure that, like, my, like, I'm, like, they're keeping my health in mind. Um, but, like... Then when I'm at work and I'm wearing gloves and I don't have time to switch out between guests, because I, I did for a little bit try to wear gloves and it just became too much of a hassle to try to do that. Um, I did fall into the mentality of like, you know what? I am, I'm just protecting my own health. Like, there's absolutely no way. One, I think it's unfair. And I think I mentioned this in the episode with Jacob Beck. Um, and if I didn't, I know I mentioned it in the conversation I had a couple days ago. Um, like, it is unfair for the world to ask me to keep everyone's health in mind. To like really try to protect everybody like ultimately your health is up to you mm-hmm. and so if if you're going through a drive-through and you see that somebody did not switch out their gloves um you can't i don't think it's right to yell at them and be like you need to switch out your gloves because then my response would be like you need to wear gloves like if you if you mm-hmm. really care about your health that much and you expect other people to hold your health to such a high standard you need to hold your own health to such a high standard you got to wear gloves yourself buddy like i'm wearing these gloves for me like this is to protect me so that mm-hmm. i'm not touching your your you know magly little money that who knows where that came from like you're not my responsibility do i do I still want to keep people's health in mind? Like, yes. It's not just like, no, this is me. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm gonna wear these gloves and you're going to do what you do and my health and your health and screw off, pal. Like, I'm not going to do anything <laughs> like that. Um, especially as a believer, like, that's not a, a good approach. Um, mm-hmm. It's an unbiblical, it's a sinful approach. Um, but ultimately, I do not think, unless I am seeking out to ruin someone's health, I do not think that I will stand before God and God will be like, so I noticed you, uh, you didn't wear gloves. When you <laughs> you didn't you didn't switch out your gloves when you handed the person um you know their 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 pack of cigarettes you know, why is that yeah. uh, it's not gonna happen like I protected myself and like I didn't spit in my gloves before I grabbed the cigarettes and handed it to them and be like you did your best to them yeah. protect others exactly. as well and I think that that should be the approach that I feel like should be mm-hmm. broadcasted is that protect yourself first and foremost and yeah. then 
try to be mindful of others. Yeah. Um, this whole thing where it's where they're putting it on corporations and then try to protect everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely agree with you. I feel like that's a little too much. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, um, de- definitely. And it just is like, I, I I appreciate the approach that like Target takes um, because they like they clean everything, they sanitize everything, and like they don't have to do those measures mm-hmm. like at all because Walmart does not. Um, and so I like I appreciate that they do stuff like that. Um, and then at the same time, like they don't. Um, like they they're not like mandating you to wear masks or to like you know they they just have like a, I think a very reasonable approach where it's like hey you take care of your health we're gonna uh, protect our coworkers like um, and th- and we're gonna we're gonna be cleaning things so that our coworkers are safe and so that you're safe but like I think it's like a healthy healthy middle where I feel like then there's definitely businesses where like you must wear a face mask or there's businesses that are just forcing their coworkers to go through just these extreme measures that like they you can't do. Um, in fact, actually, I take that back a little bit on Target. Like, they actually do have, like, so many um, different rules. I, I think I actually, now that I think about it, because I'm thinking out loud here, I prefer Quick Chip's approach. Mm-hmm. The whole, like, I don't like that they're mandating us to wear masks. I think it should be up to the coworker. But they are both keeping their coworkers in mind, like, saying, like, coworkers, you do what you need to do. Um, and then try to do this to keep our guests safe. But ultimately, like every guest that comes through quick trips doors like their their safety is up to them whereas like you walk into target and you almost expect target to keep your health like in check Mm -hmm. to make sure that you are healthy and like i mean i've heard from my wife ezra like people yelling at at the employees for having their face mask underneath their nose and stuff and it's like um like hey just like chill just be chill you know but don't need to add any unnecessary stress to the situation than what's already there so yeah yeah well i um I think we've hit everything that I've wanted to, to hit. Do you feel pretty... I definitely feel like it was a, an effective conversation. So Sweet, yeah. Um, so this has been the end of episode three of Quarantine Talk. This is the, the third and final episode of this um, with my good friend Caleb talking about essential, non-essential workers face masks. It's been, it's been fun. Um, it's been just good to be able to, to talk about this stuff, to rant, to you know do whatever. Um, for all you guys out there, I do have an announcement. I, I think it was in my episode with Jacob that I said I was going to have an announcement in this episode, and here it is. After this series, I have uh, it's, I, I haven't decided if this is going to be a series or an episode yet, um, but my next topic is called hashtag Me Too, unless it's Me Too, the hypocrisy of the left, and I am so stoked to talk about this. Um, it's it's about Biden, um, like primarily um, Joe Biden, and I'm just gonna be like just gonna be going into the left's approach to the Me Too movement. Um, I'm not saying that everything that the right done has done has like been right, um, but there definitely is a, a very obvious uh, hi- hypocritical and um, biased view from from the left on like sexual allegations and like who is the sexual allegations being made against if it's like we've seen it if we i i could probably pull it up right now the difference between the thing with brett kavanaugh and then joe biden and how much backlash kavanaugh got i'm not saying he did or he didn't that's not what this is about at all it's not i'm not trying this next um topic is not gonna be me trying to prove that joe biden is guilty of anything um this is more about the media and what they're um, what they're trying to portray, uh, because when this all first came out, I, I believe that Joe Biden was only asked somewhere between 
there was a there was a seven in there. So it was either seven or seventeen questions only about the allegations when they first came out. And then for every Republican um, that remembers the Kavanaugh incident, uh, this was like main news, and and now it's not. And so we're I'm gonna get into that a little bit. I haven't figured out how I'm gonna get into that, but it is something that I do want to talk about. Um, there may be guests on. Um, so if you if you're listening to this and you want to be on and it's some you have an opinion on it and you want to talk about it, uh, by all means reach out to me and I would be more than uh, happy to have you on. Um, so that is going to be the next topic. Caleb, thank you for coming on. Um, I hope to have you on in the future. Thanks for having me on. I mean, it was definitely something I was looking forward to. I know you mentioned it in the past that so you wanted to have me on eventually. Yeah. I think I think this was a great topic for me to be here for. So. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's why I had you on for this episode. We'll definitely get you on more. Thank you all for listening to Quarantine Talk once again. And tune in to uh, my my Instagram. Um, I believe it's like pixiedust underscore 25. Uh, I post a lot of stuff on my stories for like upcoming episodes and opportunities to be on here. Um, if you have any ideas, criticisms, tweaks that you would like me to make, um, I, I'm welcome to all that as well. Um, yeah, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.